Do 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 do. Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert. This is the the Emperor I'm so excited. I don't even know where I am. Joe, I don't eat. This is the winning podcast, the Preferred Lines podcast, where we just cash 125 to 1 winners all day long, every week. It's a winning podcast, baby. So I'm wearing the chicken suit. Chicken dinner, baby. The chicken suit only comes out for, for very big hits. So congratulations to you on the house bet. Awesome job. Cam Champ was Woo-hoo. awesome. And um, let's have a show about the Olympics. Yeah, right. Dude, the three M open. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cheers to that. Cheers to um, taking down a mega profit. Now, uh, before we get into everything, let's talk about the jock market. Those people over there are great people. The jock market, you can use the promo code PL when you first deposit. Up to 50 bucks will be returned back to you in free dollars. So you can go do that now. Uh, it's a great set. I don't know if it's Olympic. Are they doing the Olympics? Uh, for what? For Jock Market? No, there will yeah. not be a contest this week. Okay, so you got time. You can sign up later. Uh, you guys are in the chat. We're chatting live. We're live every Monday evening, and we got Fran Millionaire in here. What up? He's saying let's go because we love it. It's so fun, Joe. Uh, let's reflect, though, on the best tournament of the year, if not the best tournament I've ever been a part of in my life, the 3M Open with Cameron Champ trying to give me the biggest heart attack of my life on 18 finding the longest grass on the whole course and the most meaningful drive of his life did uh were you there or were you there when were you there i was on there uh on the grounds tuesday for the practice round i was there for about for a few hours uh as long as i could last with my son liam who is a four and a half year old so he was uh he's only there for a few hours before so it was hot and humid as you saw Cameron Champ almost collapse on Sunday. I did not make it there during the tournament. I didn't choose to. Uh, okay. It's just so it was so hot that like I literally thought it would be painful. And it's forty minute drive from my house just to get there. Then you got to take a shuttle into the property. Then you got to find where you want to be. You know, and I got uh, I got a real job. I'm a realtor, uh, and I had to do an open house both Saturday and Sunday. So it's kind of hard to find the time to do it. And you sold it, right? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Above that. Let's go. Well, congratulations on your big weekend. Uh like you, you mentioned, too. we both had Cameron Champ at mm-hmm. what did you have? 140? I had 125. So okay. it's I, awesome. um, yeah, yeah, I immediately saw it at 90. Uh that was the first bet I made of the week. So sometimes my strategy typically is to open up the betting board and just fire like a dollar off of guys that I feel are good. So by that by Wednesday. I can look back and be like, what were my initial thoughts? Because now I'm confused and muddled by all the stuff I've read and, and ingested. So then I, so my first bet of the week was Cameron Champ. And sometimes when I'm on the fence about things, like that will give me confidence to pull the trigger on something like that. So I had, so they had him at 90 to one to begin with on that book. So then I found him on one, on another book for 125 to one. And that's where I put the, the $20 to cash $2,500. Whew. Wow. Great. Awesome, man. Congratulations. I'm pumped for you. Um, good work on the house bets this season. I guess the season's not quite over, but that's the second house bet you've hit. So 40 to 1 and 125 to 1. That would be 165 houses that you've acquired. You've lost 
how many along the way? Like twenty five. So you're up. I think, yeah, I might be the third. I might. I might have. That might have been the thirtieth one I did, or 29th. So you're up. You're up one hundred and thirty five houses. Uh, great work. I think anyone would would strive for that ROI. Um, well, but I'm only betting a dollar or five dollars or twenty dollars, Joe. So I'm not worthy of credit. Am I might. It's a good stick. It's a good stick. <laughs> Let him hate you. No, I know you know it. Hey, I got a wife and kids, and they, you know, oh, my wife was along for the ride. Say I had two hundred dollars on this, my wife would be wondering, like, wait a minute, we're playing with real money here, and we're gonna win real money. Like this is a real thing. Instead, we can play with twenty dollars, and it doesn't have to feel real. And then I never get scolded for my hobby. It's great. And then I can include her, which I did. So I was able to have her with me on the ride. I mean, she knows my love of Camp Champ. She knows that I've been following him forever. So I, so the fact that it was him in the situation that we were in makes it so much better. But really, you can't even write this script of having it be my hometown, one of my favorite players, and then having it be an extreme long shot and it cashing. I mean, after Colin Morikawa last week, I don't, I literally think I should retire. I guess I can't get any better than this, Joe. Like, what the hell? Should we just shut it down here? No, I think so. I think this is it. Good to see you. Maybe the final show, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Mike Eckert, your dad. Appreciate you stopping by for the party. Hey, Mike. Good to see uh, Mike's here for the victory parade. Hey, we're in the chicken no. too because it's a chicken chin- chicken winter dinner. Now, uh, we don't really need to harp on this ultimately too much, but it's fun, Joe, when you yeah. win and you, and you um, – kind of take the community with you along the roller coaster ride because once you take it to the top of the roller coaster and you hit the jump and you're flying through the air and everybody's cheering as you cross the finish line then what you can do is you can set your phone on the kitchen island with the sound on while you're making dinner and you can hear clink 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 over and over and over my phone was just insane yesterday afternoon just over and over and my wife and I are just laughing like it was almost like you know the most extreme dopamine rush of my life. And I only had to pay $20 to get it. I mean, it was, it was the greatest. It's fun. It's good to have the wives involved in it too. Um, my wife was sweating champ with me as well on the couch. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. great content, good moment. I know you went on Brian's show who's here as well and touted him up big time. Yeah, He's just so proud of me. <laughs> second lunchtime long shot in a month that I've hit too. And it's also Two out of three years at the 3M Open for I might have to come to the 3M next year. This is like I had uh, it was Wolf at 125 to one, Champ at 140 to one. I mean, this is my favorite event on tour. God, oh god, but but there's a lot to like about it other than the fact that we've gotten lucky ultimately and hit winners because it's fun to have a lot of guys in the mix and know that there's also the ability to have a guy just go boom and catapult out, but also guy go on a birdie run and get back into the mix. So I feel like this is, you know, with the 18 being a par five and having the Eagle, but also double bogey. I mean, this course in this tournament, <laughs> whew, let's go for, I can see how it's like not the best to watch on TV. I think I was arguing with someone, but the closing three holes are incredible. Like mm-hmm. the, the drivable par four basically. Mm-hmm. Right. But still has water in play and weird bunker situations where you can make par if you're in them. Then the long par three over the water. We, we didn't really see too many people waste them there. But that par five finishing hole may be, so may be my favorite on tour. I was trying to think of some other ones. I mean, Honda's got a pretty good one because they have the par five 18th with a ton of water. 
Um, the one I love a par five, like to finish the one at Kapalua, I think, which is just like beautiful down the mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is pretty cool. But this is like Eagle and Carnage are totally in play. Right. I mean, you can see a guy go as far left as those like bushes behind the FedEx Cup sign, or you got Woodland going far right that he misses the water ultimately and is almost in the parking lot. Chance hit that thing so far fucking left, and <laughs> he hit it in like a three foot by three foot patch that was <laughs> knee high, and everything else was just totally trampled down. God, and then and then he was like, okay, I'm just gonna go through these trees like a psychopath, and barely gets it to a point where it's, you know, it's still, you can't, you have to lay up again. So way to go champ. I mean, you gave me the biggest heart attack of my life. Is that kind of what was in your household? You were just like, what is going on? Yeah. I was watching it. We had a couple people over um, for dinner and like, I was questioning him. Cause I was sitting there with a the guy and, and I was like, why, when you had two Oh six in on the third shot, I was really questioning laying up there because it wasn't a bad lie. And I'm like, just blast something like through the green and into that grandstand and get your relief and make bogey and go Mm -hmm. home. Like take the water out of play on your following shot. But it worked out great for him. He had a great, like, it was almost like he took a ton of time to make the decision to lay up. And then he took no time. Like, he didn't even take a practice. He grabbed the club, stepped in, and, like, swung before. I think the, even the guys calling it really knew what we're happened. Ready for it. The camera wasn't even really ready for that shot. He just grabbed the club and hit it. And all of a sudden, he's, like, 88 yards in, perfect little wedge, good stuff. Uh, it was good stuff. I mean, well, I mean, where do we go from here, Joe? Do we even, like, try to hit another winner? <laughs> like, we always can yeah, so uh, why don't we try doing that at the Olympic Games? What a great thing this is. The Olympics are back. No COVID's going to ruin it. It's still called the 2020 Olympics somehow for some reason. <laughs> they didn't want to print new T-shirts, so here they go. Um, but you got some different names than we saw in 2016 when we last had Olympic golf. And at the top of the board, at the tippity-tip top, is Colin Morikawa at six and a half on this book. Now, uh, that's pretty aggressive. You have Xander right there at two, under 10 to one at eight. Uh, wow. So um, there's a, there's maybe a reason why they have got these guys at these numbers. Is it because it's the no cut thing and that the four rounds will allow a guy like Colin or a guy like Xander to rise to the top? I immediately like questioned it when I pulled open the board, but given how this field totally drops off after like, say like 25 players, it's probably right. It feels a little sauced like in their favor in the sports books favor, like more how a seven to one feels terrible. Xander under 10 to one feels terrible. Like, is it, is it that much different than a WGC event in terms like, like we don't see these type of odds at, at a WGC. Like we're getting Justin Thomas at eighteen to one. We're getting more cow. You had more cow at forty to one. I mean that probably won't happen anymore. But seven to one and and Vic Hovland. Like I'm not interested in doing anything sub twenty. Are you? I mean, at this point, not really, because we saw it in uh, just the open two weeks ago. You had a John Rahm at this typical top of the board number of six, seven, eight to one. 
invent. He had a decent but poor, in terms of everyone's eyes, round one. So then you can hop on a guy that's that was 10 to 1 24 hours earlier at 30, 40, whatever. And then you've got a chance to get maybe Colin has a, I don't know, not the best putting day. And the board puts him at 20, 25 to 1 after round one. Maybe we see what the course is doing, how it fits. And then we react. Because I honestly think that they've got these numbers this way because they know we all want to do this. We all want to be entertained and have a guy and have a bet. And we so they're just fucking off. <laughs> you know? And so that's why they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. We'll do this and they'll do it. So, and we, some people are. So, uh, but I'm not. I did not go to the top of the board. I didn't go to Justin Thomas or ever, anyone under 20 to 1 either, which includes JT, Victor Hovland, Rory there at 12, Casey, 12, Hideki, same thing. And then Patrick Reed is priced at 16 to 1. That seems nice. But then are you worried about Patrick Reed making the travel all the way across the world three times sure. in a row? No practice round prep. Um, you, I don't know how you can possibly compare playing golf in like Eastern tip of England, then going to Minnesota, then going to Tokyo. Like it has to be, that, that's a crazy journey. I respect him for accepting the offer mm-hmm. and going there, but I don't think he's going to look, I, if there's a bet to make here, I'm pretty confident that it's Justin Thomas. Hmm. At 11? Make it. Yeah, I think okay. he's the best bet. He's great in no-cut events. Um, he should be – God. Morikawa gets me because I don't ever bet him when he wins, but like I feel like he should be right up there as one of the favorites here. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do, I mean, Justin Thomas is the guy that wins in the, in the you know Asian time zones most often, right. doesn't he? Right. We, you got the Asian time zone narrative going for us this week. I, I could agree with that, but maybe you go with the guy like Hideki, who I don't know has the same kind of body clock that maybe you want for a guy in Tokyo. 12 yeah, to one. I think Hideki won an event here as well. I don't know which one it was, but um, yeah, like I'd rather take JT at a point less than Hideki okay. any day. Okay, but. We don't do that. We don't yeah. go on top of the board as often, and this isn't as fun or juicy, and we know it's golf, so anything can happen, and the names of the 20s are just as solid. We've got juicy names like Abraham Answer at 20 to 1, Joaquin Neiman, Joaquin. Well, 22 to him and 22 on Shane Lowry, Fleetwood's at 28. M is 28 here. I found him other, way, other places higher than that, so you can go shop around. And maybe you'll find Corey Connors at a better number or Bezudinu. They're both at 28 and same with Cameron Smith. That's the 20s. It's a loaded range. What's going on with this for you? So considering Neiman, okay. um, I see a 25 out there. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Like Honestly, like Cam Smith and Corey Connors are kind of who I have my eyes on. Um, from the initial oh. like little bit of prep that I've done on the course, I think the Connors game should go very well. I think that he's trending, and I just think Cam Smith is just when he gets it going, he's he's going to win tournaments. Like I had him at the Open, I thought he was close. He drove it terribly, but he just hung in tight, and he makes birdies, and he's gutsy, and I love that. And I think that he's got a lot of motivation coming into this event. And the other guy I think that is worth con- some consideration uh, just below them is Fleetwood. So okay. I'm probably going to go with two of those three, Connors, Fleetwood, 
Um, Cam Smith, I don't know if you can, you want to sway me in any direction there, but what are you feeling? Well, I was going to ask you about this, um, the 2016 Olympics where Justin Rose won the gold and I believe like Kucher was, I don't know. I think it was an old man narrative kind of thing. Does it make any difference if they're young or old? Are you kind of leaning someone that wants to, Hey, I want to get a gold medal, like a Paul Casey. And that's like a lifetime achievement award for him. Or is this like a young guy, like, uh, Cam Smith maybe decides, Hey, I want to go for this. Like, it's kind of cool but do younger guys even care about olympic medals i i mean i'm kind of in the between where it's like i used to be obsessed with the olympics growing up and that was important and now like you know i can see how younger people are like why does this matter these are all obscure sports and it's weird and it's on in the middle of the night like do i give a shit yeah i don't i don't know if i'm ready to say that it's like an age thing um i think it was more coincidental that we saw like Rose and Cooch uh, up there, you know, the last time around. But for the most part, I, I think it just boils down to the player. Like, I know Fleetwood is obviously ecstatic and, like, thrilled to be playing here. Um, yeah, true. You know, it's hard to say. It's, I mean, I'm sure we'll, yeah, Joaquin Neiman is very excited, too, because he's um, gets to represent his country, and I'm sure that's a very exciting moment for him. Like, some of the other guys, it's hard to – like Rory, for instance, doesn't seem into it, and he kind of told us that. So, like, if you're betting Rory twelve to one, you're just hoping that he plays well early and then decides he wants to win this game. Because I don't know that, um, you know, he's he's all in, so to speak, on the Olympics. Yeah, I kind of agree to that. Hey, Jesse's in the chat. He's noticing that. Yes, I have dusted off the chicken suit, and this is what we do. We, you know, celebrate because this is what we doing this for fun. If you're not celebrating and you're a hater and get the hell out of here because we're just having fun. This is just for fun. It's $20 too. It's the best so that we can celebrate and we don't feel bad about it. Right, Joe? For fun. Right, right, right. If you have a problem, you probably should call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're not advising you to take our advice. In fact, uh, don't follow the house bet for like another 30 weeks because uh, it's probably going to go on a losing streak. As you know, this thing is gambling. Yes. Anyway, back to the board and we can go into and there's a name I like to do. Uh, well, maybe we don't want to leave until we talk about Song J.M. Is it time to go all in on the narrative that he wants to win and get a medal so that he... Now, this is to win the gold medal at 28-20. He could still land at the silver or the bronze and avoid military service. Are we thinking about the pressure that Song J is under and if it's too much to handle? Extreme, heightened pressure. Um, mm-hmm. life-altering pressure that mm-hmm. he's under. Um, his career's on the line. Could be on the exactly. line. Yeah. Uh, I think that where I stand on it is there is no better storyline in golf this week than Sung Jae and Siwoo Kim potentially giving themselves the opportunity to continue to have success, to continue to be world-renowned, to continue to um, earn a living playing professional golf. I, that's what I'm rooting for. I think the Siwoo's the better bet in terms of an outright. You can get him at 50? Yeah, you can get him at 60. Um, yeah. So I, I like him at double the number is kind of where I'm probably going to – I'm going to put some money on Siwoo, yes. 
Okay, yeah. I the first bets I made are on M and Kim. I'm into this. I don't care. It's gonna be fun. And that's like half yes, the thing I'm it's thinking the about. The only rooting story that really, <laughs> really matters. Yeah. Now I I glossed over Shane Lowry. He's the type of guy that I think could come in here a little sneaky. He's playing great golf, and that it will have the motivation to care. I feel like just it seems like the kind of gold medal guy that you'd be like, hey, look at this, he's a gold medal athlete, Shane Lowry, cool, okay, and it would be great. You know what would be cool is if we could get, um, and we may later in the week get like country odds to win. So like, like, yeah. US, like any USA player would probably be like plus 150 mm-hmm. or something crazy like that. But I would like sure. to just take like Team Korea and there's some other interesting ones I think throughout where you can have or like Aussie. one of two guys to win the Aussies. Um, I like the the Chileans as well with, with Neiman and Pereira coming in. So yeah. uh, I think those would be some fun bets this week. I hope we get that offering. Now, you talked about Cameron Smith. Um, I think I could lean more Leishman, actually. Okay. I just think a, another reason is the fact that it seems like he would get up for this type of thing. He would kind of get motivated to, to have that on his resume. I feel like he fits that narrative in my head about the type of personality he is and that it would mean something to him. Like if, I don't know, I just feel like that, that kind of has to be somewhat important. I know, okay, everybody's going to want it, but there's a point where it's like, do I really care about being isolated and having this pro, you know, and just, and then you mentally give up. I don't know if Leishman has that. I think he's more older veteran, but not too old. And I think he rep- would represent well, he's been a winner recently. Like, you know, so uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know Leishman in my head. I like Leishman too. Yeah. Um, but then after this, and you only have Siwoo, but after that, I really don't, I haven't fallen in love with much, you know, you've got, uh, we didn't talk about Higo or Migliazzi, who are names in the 50s, but do the, does the public want that? You could probably wait on those, right? Yeah, I like um, – is the, the one that I like is Tom Peters at 70 to 1. Yeah. I think that you're getting a little bit of bump. Is he still 70 to 1 there? Yes, he is. So I think you're getting a little bit of a bump on just the fact that he's like no longer ever plays on the PGA Tour. Uh, so we don't see him a lot, but I think that he finished um, runner-up or fourth place in fourth, the last yeah. Olympic Games, which was a while ago. But so um, one off the meddling, so he's yeah. Motivated. Just I just see the most upside in him at this range. Um, so I like yeah. Peters. I'm probably definitely going to go Kim and Peters right in this range. Okay. You know, Munoz is the type of guy that would fit in with him. You know, I'd take Munoz to medal. Is this to medal? Top five finish. So the, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll look around and see if there's like to medal. And then you get a Munoz to medal at like 30 to 1, 40 to 1. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, let's see. Uh, otherwise, you know, I, the numbers are great. And like, truthfully, we don't know a lot about the course. We don't know what's the weather going to be like, what's going on, who is motivated, who wants to play in the middle of the night when no one's watching, like all this weird stuff with the COVID and the restrictions and the isolations from your family and all this weird shit. So then maybe you do go with a long shot because we've seen that anything can really happen. And I would not be surprised if one of these dudes creeps into the top metal top three. So like, who is it going to be though? Are you into anyone other than Pieria? I mean, like we've seen that guy, whatever, how do you ever pronounce it? 
me though. No, I think it's going to be a big leap for any of these guys. I think that um, you know it's it, we're we're in top five, top ten territory here. The one guy that kind of stuck out to me, um, Henrik Norlander. I think he has. Yeah, he's kind of. Yeah, you know, he's played okay. Thirty to one. Yeah, he's in re- reasonable form lately. Let me see. I just mm-hmm. had him pulled up. Fifth place, twenty eighth, thirty eighth. Uh, 25th before that seems to be positive in strokes gained in a lot of different categories, except for really his around the green game, which tends to to hurt him. So, you know, if he can avoid that and just hit a lot of greens in regulation, I think that he could make some noise. 18 to one there on a top five is it's a pretty good digit. Yep. Um, let's see. I know jazz just finished well at the open or at least made the cut and was around. Um, but otherwise I could, could you sell me on Rory Sabatini? No, you know, wants to be here, so he changed his nationality from. What is he? Was he Romanian? What was he before? Now he's or was he Slovakian before? He's American. Like, like what is? He? Oh, he was American. Before? Yeah, yeah, he lives by me. He just wants to be in the Olympics. Yeah, so crafty move there, but he's playing like shit. So I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, right. Uh, jeez. Sepp Straka. I mean, that's a name you've played maybe on like a fall swing event. Adrian Gronk hits it a long way, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, Mackey on there. No, these guys aren't going to win. No. Okay, cool. So we can be done. Uh, well, do you have your article out for DraftKings for your, uh, aren't you writing an article now? Should we, should we promote that? I am. We should. Um, we didn't talk about that last week. We forgot. We haven't. I am now a, a writer. <laughs> no, I do a weekly DraftKings article for oddschecker.com uh, where I put out my favorite DraftKings play in each price range. So that should be out tomorrow. Oh, cool. uh, you are going to do it for the Olympics. I am going to do it. Uh, now, uh, I'm 10 yeah. for 10 so far with oddschecker. I have yet to have a player miss a cut. Uh, so pretty impressive, pretty impressive stuff. I must say, uh, I hope that you read it. I will repost it on my page, give it a quick glance, maybe give it a like so that they know that, uh, people actually read my stuff. Joe, um, I, I want to give you a little bit of credit for being a DraftKings guru, dude. Honestly, Whoops. like, uh, you're in my league. I don't talk about it much, but I, I have had a, like a great run of DraftKings recently. Uh, I, Dude, I'm going to take some people behind the curtain here. Uh, this is the DraftKings League that I am in, okay? This is the standings overall through the season. And, you know, uh, not to brag myself, but I'm in third. But Joe is just murdering. I mean, he's in first place. He's got the best overall season score. I think you've cashed almost – you've cashed fourth this time. Well, you cashed – the, the first, first couple of times, yeah, 120 the first, you catch the winner in the first segment. And he's leading season long in my league. I know this is lame because you don't know any of these people. In that, but that's I just wanted to show you that it's real. Uh, so check out the Odds Checker article and get the insider information and use it against Joe. I will in my own league. So it's going to be great. But yes, um, thank you for watching. Thank you for celebrating with us and with me. Um, on Twitter, it was so fun to do that and wear the chicken suit for, dude. Nice to see, 
the first time, not the last time, that the podcast will come together and pick a winner. So we uh, want you to keep following every Monday night and then do so by subscribing and doing all the things you need to do to make sure you follow us. Joe Idoni at Tour Picks. I'm Eddie Dino Real Chief. Thank you for watching. You guys, we'll see you next week. Odds uh, to WGC, I think, or something. Yes. Memphis. Peace. Do, 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 do. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs>